With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This is Waitley. First weekend of the AFLW final series, Saturday and Sunday. It's a doubleheader in Victoria on Sunday. So at Princess Park, two perennials, Melbourne and North Melbourne. They've made finals routinely. Down the highway, the teams that finished 6th and 7th. So at GMHBA Stadium, Geelong and Essendon. On the captain's run tomorrow, you'll hear from the Bombers. The Cats coach joins me. So Essendon first time into the finals. Geelong first time, other than that curious conference year where they played finals. But uh, in the like for like, this is their first time in a top eight qualification for a final series. Dan Lowther is the Cats AFLW coach. Dan, great to have you on the program. Thanks for having me, Jared. What sort of accomplishment was it for your for your team, for your women, to to qualify for this final series? Uh, it was it was a, a a proud one. Like we we actually played finals last year, which was our first uh, under the, the new um, the eight conference. So um, this is our second second hit at it. So we're happy to to go back to back, which is which is good. But off the back of um, you know a differing fixture from from year to year or season to season. Um, to play against teams that there might be some unknowns around, uh, to to win games early and to to make another final series is really really happy. Sorry, I shortchanged you. Is you've come uh, to the you came to the job in July 2021. So correct. Just take me through what were you looking to build and what sort of progression would you would you say has been made season on season for you. It was a it was a strategic one, mate. We um we could see the the way the AFLW was rapidly improving, so we just had to make sure we we got ahead of the curve. So we um yeah we we made some changes to our our strength and conditioning space where we we uh, invested heavily in coaching around that uh, running program to make sure that our, our players could could run efficiently uh, to try and negate some of the injuries that we were seeing throughout the competition, um, and then the on field around fundamentals uh, and bringing players into our list that could actually um, you know, support the, the growth of the game in a fundamental space, which um, ideally we want the product to look as good as it can and the, the fundamental parts of the game are really important. So, you know, those are two, two of the key areas where, key areas where we, uh, we made some, some huge change. We've, we've, we've made, you know, 21 changes to our list over the last three seasons. So it's a, it's a big, big change for us. How do you, uh, I mean, the eye would tell you, how do you measure the progression that's been made? Uh, you just have to look at the way the game's being being played this season, in particular. Um, you know, the, the two seasons in one last year um, were were a huge uh, bonus for the AFW for me in regards to just the players having a chance to practice their their skill and and and, and train for longer and play for for longer. And um, you know, this year, with the the scoring going through, um, you know, different barriers, uh, the game's being played for longer periods as well. Um, you know, just the the way the game's being being played now at a high level, uh, fundamentally as well, um, across the competition. Even the the new teams coming in, um, it's going to take some time, clearly. But the way we're scoring, the way the ball's moving, and the fundamentals for me are, are rapidly improving. You played Essendon earlier in the season, and and they beat you. Is what what will you take from that game as as it applies to Sunday? Uh, we don't want to talk about it too much, Jerry. We're, <laughs> we're kind of looking forward, but. Um, but no, a lot of lessons learned. That middle part of the season for us, uh, it was a trip to Warrnambool, which um, 
you know, we, we had a lot going on and uh, I suppose our focus was to, to win the game, but we, we were distracted by a few things and that's not taking away anything from the Bombers. We expected to win that game. So, yeah, the girls are really, really confident to go into this week to, to, to get some redemption, I suppose. But the last two or three weeks for us has been a, been a spike in performance. So we just went up for the contest um, against uh, the Bombers uh, in round six. So they were tougher, they were faster, they were stronger. Um, they're just elements we've, we've tried to improve over the last month. So, um, yeah, it'll be a big test on the weekend for us. You didn't have the result you were hoping for last night at the Tribunal. So Kate Darby was suspended for a match for a high bump. Um did you were you hopeful last night? Is how did you think that was going to fall? We were hopeful, mate. Yeah, we as you know, like we, we freeze frame the angles in different uh, different ways, and, and we give our own, um, I suppose, summation of what we think is is the right outcome. But um, there was there was contact to the head, whether it was uh, forceful or, or not. There's still there was still uh, contact to, to what looked like a high contact. So we were, were hopeful to, to downgrade it at least. To, uh, to give Kate a chance to play the final. But, um, you know, uh, the head sanker sanker, as we all know, so I can understand where the, where the uh, MRO sat. But um, we've got some plans in place to replace uh, Kate for this week. But, um, yeah, it was a bit of a shame for us. At the, during the case, did, did you um, – so I obviously didn't sit through it. Did you use examples from the men's competition as well as the women's to try to, to, try to free her? Oh, yeah. I, yes, we did. Yes, we did. Okay. I, I, I'll say Brad Maynard uh, came up a couple of times. Oh, right, and, yes. And Paddy Cripps as well. But um, look, a bit of desperation, I suppose, around that. But yeah, there's a bit, some precedents have been set around um, head high contact that we thought maybe could be raised and, and give Kate a fighting chance to get off. But um, it wasn't to be, unfortunately. Uh, in our house, the, the girls, like like everybody, are, are captured by Georgie Prasparkas. Um, as a coach, just, just describe her style of play and and what she does for your team uh, she she's an attacking uh, attacking mid who is exceptional in a contest like her I haven't seen a player in, in such a long time whether it be men or, or the women's game who can evade with speed like she does um, she's tough at the footy um, she she loves to to, to evade and use her skills to try and get her players uh, involved in the outside of the uh, contest um, and she's got this absolute hunger to um, to be the best. And she needs to be pulled back every now and then to kind of see the bigger picture around uh, what's happening around her you know, from quarter to quarter or moment to moment. But what, what we can't hold back is uh, just her, her first to, to be the best player she possibly can. And she does it at training as well. So, you know, just an example, Renee Gehring um, has been a long-time player for us who's retiring. Um, she'll challenge her uh, every session in our match play training. She will just challenge her and play exceptionally hard to make her be even better. And the fights that we see at training between those two in particular, um, they're just one of those things that not everyone gets to see. So yeah. um, she would just be, yeah, she's going to get better and better, which is amazing. What's the competition like with her sister? Because the Prasparka sisters are great characters in the AFLW and here they are meeting in an elimination final. Uh, she plays everything down very well. So I think um, the, the, the initial game a couple of seasons ago, which was you know, bantered around the, the, the Prasparkas Cup, didn't sit very well with her. Yep. So we, we don't mention that anymore. And um, she just, uh, yeah, I think she wants to let her football do the talking. She's got utmost respect for her sister, clearly, as, we, as do we. Um, but I think uh, after the loss during the season, I think she wants to get one back pretty pretty badly. Uh, your, your long-term captain, uh, Megan McDonald, um, how... Like they, these are these are big moments in a captain's career. What's her demeanour like towards Sunday? 
Uh, very steely, very focused on on the game. Obviously, having uh, you know playing our final last year against the Kangaroos and and losing by two points in a in a game where we, to be fair, dominated our inside fifty opportunities. It just didn't make didn't make the most of it. So she's got that in the back of her mind too about how we can uh, be better, you know, better ready for the opportunity and the moment. So um, her approach this week is to is to calm the group, is to to make sure that the group is is learning from last. Last year's uh, disappointment, but also not to look too far ahead in regards to you know, the outcomes of the game. So um, she's just being Meg, which is uh, just not ultra professional and, and making sure that everyone's uh, well grounded going into the game. It's an incredible squeeze in the bottom half of the eight down throughout the season. So as it turns out, fifth through ninth, we're all on six wins. The Suns had a draw as well. Uh, you've won the same win-loss ratio as Essendon. I, the, the tiers, so the four teams who have been the powerhouses of it sit as the top four. Is that a a golf that is proving difficult to bridge? Um, or can you see can you see that standard not far from your grasp? Uh it's an interesting question. Uh those those top four teams have have played together for a long period of time and, and th- their success leads to more games and more training and more practice and you know, you, I haven't done the math on it, but I'd, I'd love to see how many more games those four teams in particular have played compared to the rest of the competition over the period of, say, seven or eight seasons. Um, so it's it's no doubt that the, the gap will be will be narrowed. Uh, it will take some time as as teams are, are staying together for longer. That will help. Uh, it's probably one big, big thing for us over the last three seasons that, yes, we've gone through some change on our list, but that the bulk of our players have played together for three seasons. So, you know, we're seeing some improvement in that space. Until that happens consistently, um, you know, we won't see the massive gains early, but certainly the longer it's, um, the teams can stay together, uh, those gaps will be narrowed. So yeah. those top four teams are going to be hard to beat. Is it, um, is it holding the competition back? I mean, it's we know exactly why and how because of the staggered introductions. Um, I don't know. Is there any way to fast track that? It, does it... There are such tears in this competition at the moment. Is that the source of frustration for those who are involved in it? Yeah, it is. I mean, it is what it is at the moment. Like we're, the, the AFLW pro, um, competition's in place, and that just has to be accepted from everyone. So here we are. We, we just need to play and train for longer. Uh, so 10 games, moving into 11 games next season is is something that's, that's a positive, yes, but... We all saw last year when, when the teams played 20 games uh, and some played more, clearly. Um, there's no surprise why this season the changes and improvements have been clear to see. So we just need to play more so we can train more. And I know the CBA has given, given the girls longer periods uh, you know, at, uh, at their programs, which is great. But you really, you're still only getting 11 games um, for most and, and, and some might get more. So the, the more we get to train and practice our craft and our product, the, the better it will become. You've coached both men's and women's programs in your time. Um, what, what's the what's the fundamental difference in the job in the AFLW world as opposed to in the men's programs? Uh, yeah, they're two, two different kills of fish. Uh, the, the lads, uh, they're, they're well, they're well, um, I suppose, grounded in their, I suppose, the way they see themselves in the program. Like they've they've had you know, the guys have you know been playing since days of five or six, and they're. Uh, you know they've been exceptional players uh, throughout their junior career and into their senior career, and and the difference between you know, the, the W program is that um, we're only now starting to see that type of player come through who's been you know been been through the the pathways for for a long period of time. But for the most part, we're looking at dual athletes or or players who come into the system quite late. So it's just that you know the fundamental aspects of the game and game awareness is 
is something that needs to be trained really hard. And, and the guys have that already, um, and they refine that over time. But you know, for the for the W program, it's it's about um, you know the basics of footy, the game awareness part of the, of the game, and yeah, it's it's getting better and better, and it will only get better going forward. How sophisticated can you be with with style and with strategy at the moment? Yeah, you, you can be you can be very strategic. Uh, there's some from week to week, coach to coach, have different ways to kind of upset plans that uh, you might have going into a game. But you know, without that fundamental I'm discussing around, you know, kick Mark Campbell, you know, the, the best laid plans to move the ball and change direction. If we if you can't execute the fundamental part, well, then it's quite difficult to execute. So, um, so that part aside, there's still things you do from set plays that can certainly uh, have an impact on performance and outcomes. Um, so they're the probably the things you see more often. So Sunday, one one oh five GMHBA Stadium elimination final. How how big a moment is it for the club? Oh, it's huge! It's huge. Like to have the men's success last uh, last year, um, you know, flow into our program to a final series, and then again uh, for for us to make another finals uh, series is exceptional. Uh, we had a, an amazing crowd last week, close to five thousand, and. As I said before, it, it just sounds like there's 20,000 with the with the hype and the and the noise that the girls get to experience, and it does drive them harder. Um, so, you know, to have uh, another large crowd this weekend would certainly help our um, our girls spike at the right time. But, um, you know, just to play again in the postseason uh, against the, you know, a team who's playing their first final, um, it's going to be a, a ripper of a day, and I can't wait to to get there. Terrific. Good on you, Dan. Thanks for sharing that with us, and good luck for Sunday. Thanks, Jared. Thanks for your time. Dan Lowther is the AFLW coach. So 105 Sunday afternoon at GMHBA Stadium. Tickets via Ticketmaster. Uh, so, yes, there's a finals loss last year by two points to North Melbourne, and now they'll take their chance against Essendon 6v7, the Bombers' side of things, with Sam tomorrow on the captain's run. Your thoughts, 40 Wings Temper Text 0433 98 11 16, Temper, a mattress like no other, and you can call 1300 736 736. Melbourne's weather, cloud clearing, a top of 22 for City Power, supplying power to homes in the CBD and inner suburbs.